When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance on this morning after the sports equinox. We had football, baseball, basketball, and hockey. We have the NFL trade deadline, and it got massively upstaged. We couldn't possibly have more to do. Let's go. Here we go. Only one place to start. Garoppolo, gonna get hit. Yes, sir. Sacked again. Alex Anzalone got him. 34 with a big play, and the Lions take over on down. Defense played played their tails off today for us and gave us a lot of good opportunities, and it was a full team win. It was great. We'll start with the football, and that was the end of the weekend in the NFL. And will it be the end of Devontae Adams in Las Vegas? That's where the questions begin. Greeny with you here and my buddies Dan Graziano and Jeff Saturday. Good enough to hang out after we wrap up, get up today. After the Lions uh, just dominate the Raiders. It's mm. a game, 26-14 is the final score. It didn't feel that close. No. There was a pick six for yeah, the Raiders. That, yeah, made it feel a little bit closer than that. But the storyline coming, first and foremost, Lions, great. Yeah. They're very good. They're, they're an NFC contender for sure. Well, let's, on this day of the trade deadline, Graziano, mm. let, let's talk about... Don't ask him first. The Devontae... <laughs> Don't ask him. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> he is the wet blanket. <laughs> That's my Halloween costume. <laughs> um, that, that Devontae Adams, frustrated. Not one, yeah. but two opportunities for huge plays where Garoppolo just flat missed him last night. Late in the game, Devontae Adams slamming his helmet on the sideline in frustration after having just one catch and then afterwards barely being able to talk about it because he didn't want to get himself in trouble for the things he might say. Is there any reason to expect him to be traded today? No. I mean, it's that simple. <laughs> I, I don't think – no, I, I think, look, there's a lot going on here. It, it, one, of, one of the things is a fully guaranteed $17 million salary for 2024 that would probably limit what the Raiders could get. Right, If I'm taking on this salary, I'm not going to give you as much in terms of the trade. And then at that point, is it worth the Raiders – you know, giving up on it. They're three and five. They're not, they're not 0 and 8, right? So they still have some, some hope. And, and they also know that if they have any hope in trying to score the rest of the year, he's probably a key part of it, even though, yes, I know it doesn't look like it based on the numbers. But it, I think it speaks to the kind of guy he is, right? He was upset in the offseason, and he said that about them moving on from Derek Carr, who's his friend and one of the reasons he wanted to go there. But he wanted to give it a shot with Jimmy Garoppolo and, 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 and let Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler, you know, work your plan and I'll, I'll be a part of it. So I think part of the frustration is that it's not working better. He, I think his preference would be to stay there and win. Uh, but I think the way it's going for the Raiders right now, he's starting to realize that's not realistic, at least not this year. And that's why I wonder if something happens in the off season. Yeah, but no, I don't think by, by four yeah. o'clock today, Jeff, you know, you, you had the stint in coaching last year. And so I don't know how much of a, of a taste you got of sort of the salary piece of this and, and the way teams yeah. view the future and the present. It seems to me, Dan, and, and it, the way you're framing it means I'm wrong. 
Having Devontae Adams under contract next year at $17 million, if I'm an acquiring team, would be a positive, not a negative. What do the best receivers in the NFL get paid? Well, more than that, obviously. Yeah, that's at, my at point. This point. And he's probably that. closer to thirty, but he's he's thirty-one years old. The way these teams think, and this is a question you were just trying to ask Jeff, I think, you know, the age of the player, once it starts with a three, that's a real red flag, right? At, at almost right. every position, except maybe one. Uh, and and the you know, nobody wants to spend if they but don't it's have one to. One more year. It's not like nine more I know, years. I get it. I get. It. I'm, the, the, I'm not. I saying, would think that would I'm be a benefit. I'm not saying nobody would want him on their team next year. I think they're. I think he will have a market in the off season. But I think right now at the trade deadline, teams are generally risk averse, and I think you would have to give the Raiders something of significance in order to get him and to give up your first round pick or your second round pick and also take on a $17 million cap hit next year is not something a lot of teams have an appetite for. And, and this is what blows me away when I think about And you asked about this. This is what blows me away. There are certain positions where you, you can plug and play. Running back being one to me, receiver being another. Does it take time to create chemistry with the quarterback? Sure. But, I mean, your, your, your route concepts yeah. are pretty, pretty formulated for every team in the league, right? They may call it a little something different, right? But it's not your quarterback, it's your receiver. And then they, they can pare down plays and go, hey, on these looks, I'm going to put you at X, which means you're going to be one-on-one. There's plus, a number of different ways, yeah, plus right? he can run them all anyway. Exactly. Right. He, he can do all, and he's done that in Green Bay and in and, and, and Vegas. But my issue is... Who are you going to draft? If you're drafting, right. if you're drafting eight, 15 and down, I don't care if it's a first round pick and say, who do you think you're going to draft at that position? It's going to be better next year. No one, right? It, it takes receivers usually some time. You're not just, you're not drafting, you know, Justin Jefferson, right? Like, like, and again, it, it, I know he's drafted low, it, but the, 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 the hit rate, I guess, on that would tell you go spend the 17 million, be better for this year. Mm-hmm. The issue for me is I feel like teams are okay just being okay. If I'm entering the playoffs, I, I want to be in the top two or three of my conference, knowing I'm going to give myself a shot to really sure. win. If you go in and you're like, oh, we're just, you know, our receiving core, like Buffalo, for example, you're telling me if Devontae Adams doesn't it walks into Buffalo's locker room tomorrow and they have Diggs on one side and Devontae Adams and Josh Allen, they, they don't feel like they can go win a game they got to score 40 points because they're not going to be able to stop people with all the injuries that have happened on their defense. So have that mindset. And again, Kansas City Chiefs, another team that I would look at. But but as you're thinking about it, it's not a it's not a situation where you're you're you know ravaging your entire roster. Like there are certain moves you have to make, but it's not the it's not these devastating moves, especially when we think about it from the quarterback position. Well, so listen, I just did to describe this as research would be greatly greatly overstating it. I just pulled up last year's second round. So let's say you want to trade a second-round pick right. and take on that salary. There were four wide receivers selected in the second round of last year's draft. So tell me, next year, who you'd rather have, Devontae Adams or Jonathan Mingo, hmm. Jaden Reed, Rasheed Rice, or Marvin Mims? The problem is it's the combination of things, right? Like you $17 could, million you can talk, feels like a bargain. I, I agree with you. I'm just trying to give you some sense, and I, I think this Jeff was too, I, I, of how these teams think, right? They, 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 they value these high picks, these first and second round picks, like they're gold. They do not like to part with them. The, the, the Seattle gave up a second for Leonard Williams because the Giants basically handed them $10 million to go with the player. So if you talk about giving up a pick, fine, but... At least I don't have to pay him a lot. At least he's not over 30. Well, this guy does make a lot and is over 30. So there's three 
strikes working against it in terms of the way these NFL teams think. There are very few teams that are willing to make that kind of high-risk that, move. That, that, that's why you do it in the season. It helps yeah. you this season. It helps you. Like, everybody's saying, oh, let's wait till the offseason. So he's older? I mean, like, it doesn't make it like, like, at some point, you have to go press now to go make your team better. Howie Roseman continues to do it, y'all. He does. And he's the only one who continually puts it out there, whether it's Bayard, whether it's A.J. Brown, whether he just continues to go do it, right? He's not afraid. And if you miss, you miss. This. But, but he, man, go get it. Like at some point, you got to go figure this thing out and go. I'm going to give my team the best chance. If Byer, listen, whatever he cost to that team, if it was a first round pick or whatever, if he intercepts the final ball in, sure. the, in the Super Bowl, bro, you are sure you'll give it. You know that that's my issue. My issue is it's like everybody kind of wants to cover their long term job security as opposed to let's go win and see what happens, right? Like let, let's go work it out. Tampa Bay did it; they won. The Rams did it; they won, right? Like you can say, okay, well, afterwards they had a bad season. I'll take one, man, to go win a Super Bowl if if you're if you're in the true hunt. And, and that brings us to another team that drove us to that conversation today, and that's Dallas, where both Jeff and I believe. And I said this, I want to say, a week or so ago. Derrick Henry to the Cowboys makes all the sense in the world to For me. Sure. It's a fit. There's a fit there. Sure. The Cowboys have a need. The Cowboys want to be a physical team. They want to be able to run the ball. They want to be able to take advantage of how good their defense is, particularly when they're playing from the lead. No one knows that better yes. than Jeff, who was on all those Colts, Peyton Manning teams. Now, Graziano, if you're going to tell me the Titans with Will Levis don't want to trade away Derrick Henry. I, I buy that. I wouldn't trade. I, if I'm them and I'm trying to develop a young quarterback, then giving him a great runner like that, that that's a benefit. But to me, it would make all the sense in the world from the Cowboys side sure. to try to make it happen. So I think that is a factor for Tennessee, right? Like, I don't think they're completely opposed to the idea of moving on from Derrick Henry because he's going to be a free agent at the end of the exactly. year. And he's going to be 30 as well. Uh, but I do think that they believe there's value in having him on this year's team, especially if they're moving to a rookie quarterback, which we don't know for sure they're going to do long-term, but certainly based on Sunday, it feels like that might be the move. Um, So I think you'd have to pay a lot. I think you'd have to give them a lot to make it worth their while, Uh, and you're also taking on almost $6 million for the rest of the year, and there aren't a lot of teams that have that cap space right now. So, again, multiple things working against this. The Cowboys are generally risk-averse at the trade deadline. They did make the Amari Cooper move a couple years ago for a first-round pick. Amari Cooper was 24. They felt like they were going to have him for more than a couple of months. You don't know that with Derrick Henry. So I think the Cowboys' running back room has been exactly the same since March. There were opportunities to add to it in free agency. They didn't do any of that. They didn't go for Dalvin Cook. They didn't go for Leonard Fournette. None of these guys. They like their backs. I think the Cowboys would tell you if you got them in an honest moment, their line needs to play better, and then the run game will look a lot better. But but is it going to play like that? That's, that's my it, issue. Well, my issue is believe if you're going to walk in the playoffs and go, okay, we're the fourth best team or the third best team in the NFC. But if we go get Derrick Henry, we're going to put ourselves really at one or possibly two, right? Because I think it would be that much of an advantage if you're Mike McCarthy and you go, I want to control tempo, I want to keep my defense fresh. I can go. He that's is the, the best yep. back. To do it, right? He creates more yards after contact. I think I said it today, right? He's had like 476 yards after contact this season. He's had 89 before. So the dude's averaging almost three yards a carry after he gets hit. If you're the Cowboys and your line's not playing great, why wouldn't you go find that piece? Because that's the answer for this year. It might not be for next year. Mm -hmm. It's six million bucks in a second round pick or a third round pick. Again, 
if you feel so good about your, your running back room, next year you still have those same guys. So live with it, right? But this year you can add a piece that will effectually help you. No different than McCaffrey going to San Fran, right. who I believe are a quarterback injury away in the championship game of probably winning it all. So they, they kind of tried to do it, but they had an injury at the quarterback position. Right. But if you're Dak Prescott, you're telling me you don't want to look back and hand that thing in the third quarter, Derrick Henry, and it doesn't change your team. Like, to me, the dynamics of that trade are probably the most influential of any trade because of the style, fit, and they can afford it. They can afford it financially and draft-wise. So what will happen today? We've got whatever, as we speak right now live, we've James got Harden. a little under six <laughs> James hours. Harden. James, James Harden. James Harden. That's what's going to happen. Stole the House trade hunting in LA. Look, I think Washington has two edge rushers that are in, on expiring contracts in Montez Sweat and Chase Young, and Sweat. I wouldn't be surprised if one of those guys got moved today. The Falcons, uh, I've been told, are making a push for Montez Sweat. We'll see Ooh. if they can make it work. Um, what else? He's a dude. Uh, you know, receiver wise, I think it's possible the Broncos would move one of those guys, Jerry Judy or yeah. Cortland Sutton. More likely Judy, but I'm not entirely sure. San Fran in any any uh, DB San, business? Yeah. Or, well, uh, Jalen Johnson from the Bears requested a trade overnight. That, according to our Jeremy ooh. Fowler, and um, and we'll see if he can get something worked out with the team because the Bears uh, they couldn't come to agreement on a contract. Yeah. So he and his agent will look for a team, and if it's somewhere they can get a contract, and that team will give the Bears enough, then maybe he's a guy that gets moved. He ooh. could be an impact guy. He's 24. See, that's the kind of guy. San Fran that's now. the kind of guy people want to trade for because you might have him for more than just the next couple of months. And then uh, you know everybody's looking for edge rushers. I think you know would Dallas move like Dante Fowler? Do they have enough depth at that position? Right. Would the Patriots move uh, Uche so, like that? So, a guy so the, like that? The the Commanders to me are interesting because yes, if you're Rivera, me too. You don't want. I mean, right? Like you don't want that guy. You, your job is on the line. Yes. What, you know, watching Sweat walk away or. or would kind of tell you yes. the writing is on the wall, right? But there's a lot going on there, right? New yeah. ownership. They're not going to be able to pay both of these guys. Right. You can't franchise both of them. So they're probably going to lose at least one of them at the end of the season yeah. anyway. So if you can get that second-round pick now, then maybe that's worth it. Yeah, I think the writing is on the wall in Washington. I, th- yeah. That feels like one where... I don't know if the die has been cast, but it's definitely the, the guy's got it in his hand and he's shaking it up and he's getting ready to throw it. I, yeah. that, 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 I think, is a change that we should be expecting to see made. All right, guys, the sports equinox, Halloween, all that and a whole lot more. Thanks for hanging out. Always great to see you. Awesome. Thank you. Graziano, Saturday, fun day. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Coming up next, once again, my genius rules the day. Once and I will Once again, I'll explain how right after this. ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. So a very happy Halloween to one and all. I'm a little wistful on this day. Uh, it makes me sad to say that I didn't even realize it was Halloween until I got here this morning and I saw Chris Canty dressed as Prince, or in his case, like three princes. He's uh, Chris Canty and Prince, not exactly cut from the same ilk, but one way or another... It made me feel a little wistful, I will admit, because the fact that it was Halloween at one period in my life was such a big deal. I mean, I remember loving Halloween as a kid, of course, like every kid does, but that's not what I mean. You know, I missed my kids being into Halloween. I missed the trick-or-treating. I missed the costumes. I miss all of that fun. So my advice to everyone out there, all the moms and dads, uh, is don't be... There's two kind of parents, basically. I'll I'll use dads in this case. In my neighborhood, when my kids were little and we were trick-or-treat, there would always be like a group of kids. You'd walk like in a clump. And there were two kinds of dads. There was the one walking like 10 steps behind everyone, just making sure none of the kids gets hit by a car, holding a red Solo cup, which is the universal sign for, I can't do this if I'm sober. And then there's the dad like me who is in a costume and is right in the front and getting everybody excited and motivated and orchestrating the candy trades and all those sorts of things. And I miss that. It was a wonderful time in my life, and I'm genuinely sad not to have it anymore. Why are you looking at me like that? I can't believe we're doing this. Doing what? I can't believe we're doing Halloween is the most over- rated day on the calendar here we go what the most overrated day on the calendar there is no redeeming quality about this holiday people act like this is the biggest deal in the world i can't stand it you can't stand halloween i cannot stand halloween halloween is a tremendous if you had asked me to list my favorite holidays i'm not sure halloween wouldn't be at the top what do you dislike about halloween everything it majors in all the things that i hate fun fun gluttony all the things Hello. Gluttony? Look. It's because they don't give out sugary tomatoes. That's why. <laughs> yeah, that, that's one of it. One Gluttony? of the things for sure. Yes. Like, can, n- Do no like candy tastes good. What? No candy tastes good. This is a holiday built around okay. collecting what? candy. What? 
wait, wait. Doesn't wait. taste good. What does that even mean? What do you mean no what candy? What's the matter with you? Who? What? What? Of what species are you? What do you mean candy doesn't? If that's taste your good? number number one take, no candy tastes good. I don't think you're going to win this argument. Candy do- doesn't taste good. None of it does. I'm cool with like the tradition of trick or treating, whatever. Even though I never did it as a child. But the idea of wait what? a minute, wait a minute, what? wait a minute, wait a minute, okay. wait. What? You cannot be serious. I think we have now gotten to the heart of the issue. Yeah, something's going on here. Why did you never trick or treat as a child? It was not a part of our family tradition. It just no it just way. Wasn't. I'm 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 being dead serious. I grew up in a very religious household. This is this is a much too secular holiday for our liking. We much preferred Easter candy to Halloween candy. No candy tastes good, though, right? Wait, 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 wait. I've never heard of a single kid ever I'm who not, never I, trick-or-treated. I'm not pulling your chain. Like, this is God's honest That's a thing? Absolutely. Not trick-or-treating on Halloween because you were religious is a thing? Absolutely. I feel like I saw religious kids trick-or-treating. I don't know. I mean, I, not, I'm not this kind of religious. I'm not writing this down. So, like, super religious people don't because it's got, like, a, a, um, a devilish quality Absolutely. to it? Oh, I, mm-hmm. Now, is that why you don't like it now? See, I feel like... Forgetting that, I feel like by missing out on it, there was some part of you that was envious slash sad slash unhappy slash everything else mm-hmm. that all the other kids, all your friends were having fun and doing mm-hmm. this and you weren't a part of it and that has uh, sort of stayed with you and that's why you hate the holiday. Yes, and that's why I look down upon people that love this holiday and that's why I look down upon candy because like everything associated with Halloween, it's kind of... I still have some scar tissue. Do you genuinely not think candy tastes good? I genuinely don't think candy tastes good. This is like the origin story for Willy Wonka because his dad was a dentist and then he became a chocolate factory owner. Hembo went the other way. I don't understand the obsession with sweets. I thought you were going to say this is like the origin story for Hannibal Lecter. That too. (laughs) Something way worse. Hembo Lecter. Way worse than Willy Wonka. Wait, am I the first person that's ever expressed this opinion to you? You're definitely the first person that has ever told me that candy doesn't Tastes good. And how about the religious aspect of Halloween? You've act, you are actually the first person to tell me that. Oh my goodness! Too. But I, I that part of it, I'm not going to question. If it's something that you feel is against your religion, who am I to tell you? No, that? no Lizzie will now. But require- candy is not against your religion. <laughs> I've seen plenty of religious people eating a baby Ruth. Well, that's just my preference. Uh, but that's a stupid preference. If you are telling me right now, if we go to St. Patrick's Cathedral the minute this show ends, mm-hmm. and we go right up to Fifth Avenue and Fiftieth Street, and, and we walk right up to the, and you walk in that, I guarantee you, there's someone eating a Kit Kat. I, get, I yes. don't care how religious they are. You're 100% right about that. Am I that. right? Yes, you're I right. The priest will eat candy. But I'm holier than thou. What? Well, yeah, you're holier than that. <laughs> Wait, so are your daughters, Michelle and, and uh, uh, the other one, are they not dressed up today? So this is something that Lizzie and I have argued about. We have argued about it quite a bit. I'm, a, I'm an anti-Halloween guy. She's a very pro-Halloween gal. And so... <laughs> We're you're trying to pre- person. You're trying to prevent your kids from enjoying Halloween. And so we do Halloween. <laughs> yeah. But that's not my choice. I want to make it clear to the gods listening. It is her choice and not mine. I've done the very best I can to to shelter my children from this uh, evil holiday, but Lizzie insists that we at least celebrate it with the girls. I, I, there's a part of me, well, Bubba, help me. I don't I, I don't I don't even know there's a part of me that wants to tell a story that I don't know if it's funny or not. I mean, it was funny in that moment. I don't know if it'll be funny on the retelling. So while I think that through, can you just share your feelings right now on Hembo and his Halloween take? I I'm I can I don't know if I can either. I'm struggling here. I mean, I I don't even know if I 
thinking back as a kid, I don't think I knew a single person who didn't go out for Halloween. I mean, I understand what you're saying with the religious thing. I think that makes sense. I get it. But I just didn't know anyone who actually did that. Although I'm looking online now and it says uh, one third of Americans say they avoid Halloween or its pagan elements. So mm. that's, I mean, that's, there are countless pagan elements. Th- that seems way more people worth than I would have expected. But, you know, whether or not the. You know, and we can throw out the religious stuff for, as a side right now. The the candy part is, to me, the most insane part. But to me, it's all baked into the cake. Like that's uh, so Halloween, as you can tell, something that I just resent. And so the fact that almost everyone else loves it, this has left a bad taste in my mouth for my entire life because I have I've had to avoid the holiday for as long as I've lived. You know what that's will why. help you with that bad taste in your mouth? What is that? A Snickers bar. That'll make that'll make that bad taste oh, in your mouth go great. away really fast. That'd be real okay, good. I'm going to save some of my other stuff for later. There's just so much actual sports going on here that we should be diving into it heavily. The scoop. I'm done with James Harden. I mean, the the James Harden thing. Just let me know when that's all over, right? He's been traded to the Clippers now. What's the over-under on the time that he decides he's frustrated with them and is going to Halloween candy his way out of that (laughs) So, I mean, Houston to the Nets, the Nets to the Sixers, the Sixers to this. It's always something. That guy is going to go down. Listen, I understand he is going to finish his career with numbers that have practically never been duplicated or created or done or whatever that historically he's going to be one of the great offensive players of all time but in my opinion you are so much better by you I mean you Hembo and you Cam as Sixers fans to be rid of that guy he is infinitely more trouble than he is worth he is 100 percent uh addition subtraction what is it addition by subtraction this is a good day whatever you got for him you should just put a good riddance underneath it and get on with your life yeah i think you have that right now the james harden experiment i still think was worth it for the sixers because they traded ben simmons who was perhaps the most distressed asset in the whole league at the time and James Harden did average 21-11 and 11 as a member of the Sixers and scored 40 points twice in the playoffs last year against Boston, and it was probably the biggest reason why Philly had a chance to win that series. That being said, you're 100% right. They're cutting him loose at the exact right time because even though you're only getting, I don't know, 30 cents on the dollar, that's the best option that you had. The league is very much down on him, as well it should be. And you have a young ascending player in Tyrese Maxey who's sort of ready to step into those shoes. Daryl Morey got this thing exactly right from soup to nuts. Talk to me, Cam. I like the return. It's not super flashy. It's a lot of depth. Like Hembo said, lots of this relies on Tyrese Maxey being a superstar, which through three games so far looks good, but we'll see for the rest of the season. I just want to say to Clippers fans, I was like you once where I didn't want James Harden, then I got James Harden, and then I was excited about James Harden. You'll you know go through the ups and downs of it. When he requests a trade to the Magic, we can all get coffee later. What they traded away to get him was depth. You're right. They got out from under Simmons, and I guess that's a win. They needed to get rid of him, but not any more than they needed to get rid of James Harden at this point. He was Because what he was more than willing to be was the anchor that was going to drag them down to the bottom. He was exactly what Devontae Adams isn't. He was more than willing. He is the, the poster child for just stomping your feet and getting what you want in the NBA. And I think this is something that turns a lot of people off. That, 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 everything about this is so unseemly, unsightly. It, it is, it is, I do not think this is a good day by any means for one of my favorite sports. So, so let me ask you this, though, because I... We've had many of these conversations over the years. I think that player empowerment 
has been a net positive in sports and has been a net positive in the NBA. Right. This, to me, is an obvious exception. But I think, to use the same expression, this is kind of baked into the cake. I don't know that we can have it both ways because if we're going to bequeath all this power to some of the best players in the NBA, I don't, th- I don't think we can then complain when they exercise it. I guess that's right. But the bottom line of it is, how much is too much? This, this is the fourth time this guy has done this in how many years? When was the trade to the Nets from Houston? 20, 2020. 2020. Okay. 2021 season. Yeah. All right. So that, that is in actual time. Is that three years in change? Three and a half years? How, how, how long was it that he ate his way out of Houston? I mean, literally showed up in Houston, a guy getting paid tens of millions of dollars to be a professional athlete made a, sh- a point of showing up completely and noticeably out of shape. It was uh, January of 2021. Of Jan- so it's not even three years. Not even three years. So he did that, went to the Nets, didn't like that, 100% belly ached his way out of there, mm-hmm. goes to the Sixers. Then, oh, I mean, in China, of all places, gets up and says, my relationship with Daryl Morey is forever fractured. I can't play for that team anymore. This is not even three years, Houston to the Nets, the Nets to the Sixers, the Sixers to the Clippers. I mean, at what point does any of it stick to him what, where people aren't saying, oh, we got James Harden. I'm telling you right now, your team and, and the Clippers will go as far this year as Kawhi Leonard takes them. If Kawhi Leonard is healthy, he is one of the probably still one of the difference-making players in the NBA. James Harden is not. He's never won anything anywhere he's been. No one has ever said, well, thank you to James Harden for the championship season that we had because it's never happened and it won't. Mostly, he's come up incredibly small in the playoffs, and you point out those two 40-point games he had, which were phenomenal, but he undid them completely with his performances at the end of Game 6 and then basically all of Game 7. So if I'm Embiid, I'm celebrating today. Who knows what he's going to wind up doing? To me, this just I, I can't verbalize. I can't put into words appropriately why this one feels different. Like one day Kevin Durant wakes up and says, I don't want to be in Brooklyn anymore. And he's in Phoenix by the time he goes to bed that night. Is that a good thing or a bad thing for sports? I don't know. I, I, can't, I can't answer that question. I do know that when someone behaves, the one thing I do know is that at least Durant showed up and played Mm. and practiced and did everything. The just extraordinary lack of professionalism for people making this amount of money is a turnoff, a, a huge turnoff. The one thing I think we have a right to demand from our athletes I never begrudge a professional athlete the money that he or she gets paid. I want them all to get as much money as they possibly can because I know how much work goes into it and all the rest of that. And, I, and they provide me great entertainment. I have zero quarrel with it. But the only thing I, I think we have a right to request in, in return is that they have some appreciation of how magnificent the situation that they have is and that they make some contribution to the greater good of their sport. I mean, does James Harden love the game? Does, does he love basketball? All these guys who walk around, oh, I love the game. I love, do you? Or do you just love what it can do for you? Because you're certainly not contributing to making the league a better place in any conceivable way. Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, all those guys, they took enormous pride in building the league up and leaving it better than they found it. Kobe Bryant. Does James Harden do that? He doesn't. He, he likes playing basketball because of what it... Because of the way it allows him to live. Yes, I, I think he would much rather 
be, and uh, this is not my place to tell him this is the wrong thing. He'd much rather be out partying at clubs, whatever it is. He loves that kind of stuff. He loves fashion. He, he might be a very interesting person. I don't know. But what he is not is a great professor. Oh, I mean, the, the, the economy in Philadelphia is going to take a hit <laughs> because of this, uh, you know, especially in, in the service industry. Um, I'll, I'll say this about James Harden, though. You said he wasn't a, a needle mover when it comes to winning a championship. So that's why this is really something that surprised me this morning when I woke up to discover that this trade moved the Clippers' odds to win the championship from 18-1 to 1 to 12-1. to 1. They leapt over the Lakers in getting there, which does surprise me a lot considering the fact that what you said was accurate, that James Harden has never been the reason why his team does any high-level winning once you get there. I guess what Vegas is doing is just looking at the constellation of stars they've assembled and saying, well, what if they all happen to be healthy? Well, you know more about this than I do, so you tell me, does Vegas ever make a move based upon the expectation that there will be an enormous amount of money bet on something. Yes, that's definitely the case because like more than anything, these lines move there because of, of the public and not because necessarily like these are what their models say. That's what I but mean. Even so that's a pretty sizable jump for a move that we already knew was happening at some point. Right, but think about how many dopes like me, meaning people who know as little about gambling and just know about sports, are going to wake up today, see that, and say, ooh, I can get the Clippers at 18-1. to 1. They just got James Harden. I'm going to bet on that. Mm-hmm. And the, the number of people who do that, I think, might be enough to actually make them have to make a preemptive move like that. If I, had, if I told you right now that all four of their aging stars, you know, in air quotes, are going to be healthy the day the playoffs started, do you think that team actually has a legitimate chance to win that conference? I would have said that yesterday, too. If Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard's health is what will determine that, one way or the other, not James Harden. I don't know that James Harden necessarily puts them any closer to winning a championship. I, I mean, look, I, I don't mean to sit here and pretend he's not a good player. He's obviously a good player. But let, let, me, let me say it from the reverse. Mm-hmm. If Kawhi Leonard isn't healthy, I give them no chance, none. Who's likelier to be there then? Sixers without him or the Clippers with him? For presupposing health for both teams. I think the Clippers with him because the Sixers, I love Tyrese Maxey. I got summarily yelled at on NBA Countdown when I said a year, might have even been two years ago, he's the second best player on the Sixers, not James Harden. That was true then and it remained true every single day that he was there. Maxey is the next best player on that team. Um... But they don't have enough to compete, with, to compete with Milwaukee, Boston. Now, what was suggested by Woj today on TV with us is that all these assets they just got, they can try and spin around. And in December, January, leading up to the trade deadline, once other pieces start to become available, try and use those as trade chips to get back a player or two that might be able to help this year. If they do that then I like their chances yeah, a lot more. Th- that is what f- all my Philly fan friends are waking up this morning and texting me. It's who can we get with these new assets that we have? Because what Daryl Morey did yesterday, I think, or this morning, what I think was the right thing, but it's, you know, it's, it's step two in what is going to be a three- or four-step process. Hmm. I'm, I'm just looking at some of the stats the guys put up here. In Harden, Westbrook, and George. So James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Paul George. The Clippers have three of the top six players in points among players on active rosters to never win a title. Three of the highest scoring six players 
currently playing that have never won a title. All right, I'm behind on a lot of the things I wanted to get to because Hembo threw me off with his ridiculous take on Halloween. Be a part of Greeny Nation, Dr. Pepper call-in line, ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. We're, we had a green light coming and a whole lot more. Stay close. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. Don't forget the World Series is here. Game four action tonight on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. The commissioner, Rob Manfred, scheduled to join the pregame. I'll say it again. I'm not hearing a whole lot of praise for him. I'm not hearing a whole lot of people talking about how great the decision he made last year to institute the pitch clock was. Where are all those people that live to complain? Once again, I'm not Rob Manfred's publicist. I don't care if you like him or not. And I know a lot of people don't or think they don't. But you got to give credit where it's due, folks. That game ended last night before 11 o'clock at night Eastern time. Where's all the belly aching? Where's all the, the fetching from all of these, these traditionalists who think that this is ruining the sport? Ridiculous. And now the, the, the thing about it that makes me the most crazy is they will not then give the credit words to. I don't mind you being wrong. How many times have I been wrong? I've been wrong about so many things. It's ridiculous to own it and acknowledge it and move on. We all first guess things. And when you do, you wind up getting things wrong a lot of the time. But the people who have actual integrity in this industry and others are the ones who will say, you know what? He was right. Manfred was right. And he's been a thousand percent right. 
The the postseason has been fantastic, and the rules have been a big part of it, primarily because you don't even know it's happening. You're not paying attention to a pitch clock. The game is just moving along the way it was originally designed to. Good for him. We've been banging this drum for years on the show. Yesterday marked the first World Series game that ended before 11 o'clock on the East Coast since game one of 2017. And and that was an afternoon game. (laughs) We just got back. We just got back to back. World Series games that lasted less than three hours for the first time since games one and two of 2006. This is a triumph for baseball. I have said for years, the most important thing that baseball can do in growing its audience among young fans is ensuring that they're awake to watch their biggest and best games. And through three games of the World Series this year, through the postseason this year, that is the exact thing that happens. And Rob Manfred and all of the people that enacted this stuff deserve enormous credit for making the courageous decision to move this stuff forward. All right, so take me through it here. I'll give you a quick green light here. We have so many things going on. Give me a quick green light. What do we need to know? So Corey Seager, the shortstop for the Rangers, is becoming an October legend. Now, twice in a four-year span, he's doing stuff rarely seen in the month of October across the 2020 and 2023 postseasons, the first of which he played for the Dodgers. He's got 13 homers and 30 RBI in 33 games. He has been absolutely magnificent. His swing yesterday was the reason the Rangers won the game. It put him up for good. That guy who they gave $325 million to is perhaps the most underrated superstar in baseball, and it's high time that a national audience sees and acknowledges him as such. Has that ball come down yet? By the way, I mean, he, that was. The, the, the Dan Graziano had a good line when I was doing the highlight on TV. He said, well, that one's got a chance, Greeny. I mean, you, you cannot annihilate a baseball any more than he did that one. It was the hardest hit home run in the World Series in the StatCast era, which dates to 2015. And I'll tell you what, they're going to need him to keep hitting. And that's because Adolis Garcia could potentially swing the series. He injured himself yesterday. It was a, it's left side tightness. It was sort of an awkward-looking swing. Look, he's been the cleanup hitter. For the Rangers this offseason, he's got eight, uh, this postseason, excuse me, eight homers and a postseason record, 22 RBI. What they fear and what they said postgame is that it's a strain to a core muscle, which would almost certainly mean they'll have to replace him on the roster. So halfway through the World Series, the Rangers are very likely to lose their single best player this postseason. Yeah, and as you said, not just this, not just their best player but one of the hottest players that the postseason has ever seen. I mean, you're averaging more than an RBI per game. We're talking about unprecedented production for a team. He has carried their lineup through large chunks of the postseason. So Texas up two games to one. They haven't lost a road game yet in this post in this entire postseason. They're 9-0. and At this moment, are they your pick to win the World Series even without him? Yes, the Rangers are going to win the World Series. And if you're looking to place a bet on Game 4 tonight, yesterday I told you the Rangers were going to win. We made you some money. What I'm going to say tonight for Game 4, play the over. The over is nine and a half runs. I'm playing the over, and I'm going to tell you why. The starting pitching matchup is Andrew Heaney for the Rangers, Joe Mantiply for the Diamondbacks. These bullpens combined to get 29 outs yesterday. They're already taxed. This is going to be another bullpen game. I think this game is going to breeze past nine and a half runs. It's going to be a high-scoring affair. I favor the Rangers to take a commanding lead in the series, three games to one, despite being at, uh, without their cleanup hitter. All right, that's well played and well done. We'll look forward to the action tonight. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. The Scoop. All right, so I, I want to give credit. Cam, I'm assuming this was you, but it also could have been Bubba. Whoever it was that put the Raider stuff into our Google Doc today, and I, I, and I used it on Get Up today, the information you put in there. Devontae Adams is just done. Anyone who watched the game last night, you know why. 
he had a 98-yard touchdown that would have been – he was so far behind the defense. I'm not convinced I couldn't have thrown him a touchdown. Jimmy Garoppolo threw the ball 10 yards out of bounds. Just t- out of bounds. No one, no human being alive could have caught it. And then late in the game, when they still had a chance to win, Devontae Adams is as open as a receiver could ever conceivably be, and Garoppolo overthrows him by 10 yards. So Devontae Adams has 142 receiving yards over the last four games, his fewest in any four-game span since his second year in the league, and he wants out. And we think about the Raiders and how badly run they have been for so long. But Cam put this in here, and I had forgotten about this because things just move quickly. In 2021, the Raiders were a team on the come. That season began, their coach was John Gruden. They had some decent talent on that roster. And then one horrible thing after another happened. Gruden had to resign in extraordinary shame. That after the resignation, and not only shame, but the kind that could easily divide a locker room and, and, and just the creation of all kinds of bad feelings. Henry Ruggs had the horrific car accident that wound up killing that woman and that dog. Damon Arnett made death threats and brandished firearms in a video. Nate Hobbs was arrested for DUI. Several team executives resigned. And you know what happened? Rich Passaccia took over as their head coach. Derek Carr took the mantle of leadership as their quarterback, and they won games. They won. They put together a really good finish, and they made the playoffs, and they played a tough game in that playoff against Cincinnati, a team that would eventually wind up in the Super Bowl. And so what did they do when those players loved Basaccia? You could tell how much they loved him. They couldn't get rid of him fast enough to bring in Josh McDaniels. The only thing of which we knew is that he can't coach, a head, he cannot be a head coach. Just one terrible decision after another. And so the frustration of what, that's a, that's a historically great fan base that is a history and of course they've moved to las vegas which is a whole other thing but and 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 that'll wind up being a slam dunk no matter what because a franchise in vegas is the best idea that they've ever had and so it'll succeed no matter what because those that stadium will be packed every week because people from everywhere want to come watch a game in vegas but boy did they screw that thing up when they finally accidentally fell into something that might have worked all right we're back in a moment on halloween on espn radio Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.